seaside by the shore the shop sells taffy and nothing more but down the way you can blow some glass it's a podcast once there was this roommate who broke his little foot while trying to do the laundry and win he finally recovered he found he couldn't keep up with his buddy but Gary's time is valuable and now he owes me twelve dollars <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to teenage dirtbags I am your host Gary Butterfield and with me as always the man who's always in debt Brayden Cameron Brayden <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's basically true. Uh, I, I'm sorry that I had to reveal it to you this way. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll Venmo you later. <laughs> Yo, I'll Venmo you later. <laughs> yeah. Brayden. Yes. You got some sauce? I do. I do. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm currently uh, drinking some fine filtered water. Ooh, filtered. Yeah, I put it in a, a, like a Brita pitcher, and then I poured it into a glass. Britta Pilta Chante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ooh, ooh la la. Yeah, I know. It's very fancy. How about yourself? Not a thing. I'm going to have to get water between the second and third episodes, but I felt like I could, I could hold out. Okay, okay. Um, I, I am thirsty. I bought yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we had our game night. We did. As everybody knows, uh, once a week we like to have a riff sesh. We do. Which means we hang out with riff and we play games. Among others, Riff and the gang, as I defer to them as. And uh, uh, the host of of this uh, little fellow named Levi had some shandies. Mm -hmm. And I had one, and it very, very much inceptioned the idea of a shandy into me. Yeah. Uh, So so I had to to get some shandies. Unlock your shandy buds. Yeah, my my shandy buds were open like a spring flower. (laughs) Be groping. And the... uh, Groping? Group groping. Uh, And I didn't get shandies, but I got a, a lime lager. Oh, interesting. Where's I'm that looking from? forward to trying it. Um, I can't remember. Okay. But I also didn't put it in the fridge. Oh. So I, I really fucked up many times. So I really, I had those thinking about recording this. I was like, I'm going to get that beer and then I'll have a good answer for what you're drinking because usually my answers suck. <laughs> and uh, and sadly, yeah. sadly, I couldn't, uh, could not, could not do it. Yeah. I, uh, I honestly, I was going to stay on the, the max one extra stop and then go to, um, there's a there's a place called the Civic Tap Room near where I live, and they also sell a lot of bottles. Okay. And I was going to stop by there and get a bottle of something fancy for the recording, but mm-hmm. uh, I looked up at my stop and saw that uh, there was somebody coming with a clipboard, and I was like, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, probably a uh, probably a good a good uh, a good move. Yeah, on your part. Um, you're doing all right, and though in general, yeah, I'm doing all right. We just, you know, I don't know if you were uh, around for it, but I just recorded a real solid episode of Teenage Dirtbags. <laughs> it was just my uh, my double. Yeah, the um, it was the Gary named Bart. Yeah, the, the Gary named uh, Bart who popped in. I wanted to make sure you're doing okay because I got a surprise for you. Oh, you do? I do. Uh, because Brayton, we've been doing this show for a long time. Yes. Right, like since uh, for, for for many decades, yeah, in, in the eighties at least. And uh, we're going to do something that we've never done before. What? How is that even possible at this point? Brayton, 
it's time for us to determine, me asking you, which Pokemon is tastiest? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's right, we're flipping the script, motherfucker. We got a bit of Snorlax, and we're gonna make some Big Macs. Gonna take a spinner rack, then we gonna add some flax seeds. The bell sprouted in my belly, etouffee with some togepi, aromatics with my stunky spoink. Rushes with my jelly, peanut butter with my bonsley. My junior pate is my one wish for a gonzo walking sandwich. Served hot or tepid, ghastly full of lipids. We're gonna use science to determine which pokes are delicious nutrition dishes that fulfill your gourmet wishes. So sit back, have a drink, the wait will be with you shortly. We gotta snack them all, we gonna get so portly. Jigglypuff, Wigglytuff, Igglybuffin Tops. Oh boy. Okay, I'm ready. I am totally ready. I, hey, Brayton. I know I said I was ready before, but I wasn't. Now you're extra ready. Brayton. Yeah. Which Pokemon is tastiest? Mm-hmm. Ledeon or Incineroar? Well, let's let's pull these these fellers up and uh, mm-hmm. give give them a one, once over here. It said Lydion. Mm-hmm. How, how would you spell that? Uh, L-E-D-I-A-N. Yes, yes, yes. I'm familiar with you, Ledian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be blunt. Uh, I've never eaten a cat. Um, <laughs> oh, la-di-da. Filtered water. I, yeah. Never eaten a cat. Never eaten a cat. I have eaten bugs before. Okay. Uh, on purpose so, or on accident? A little bit of both. A uh, little, little column A, little column B. Um, you know, you're young. You, you make some bad decisions. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> Starring some bug-eating films. We've all done it in college. You eat some bugs. That's just what yeah. happens. Uh, and I can tell you that, that uh, Lydian reminds me of like one of those... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Those very prevalent bugs that show up in the fall. Uh, box elder beetles. Oh, sure. Or it, kind it, of... Or, one Japanese of those, lady beetles? Yeah, like a ladybug, but like the fake ones that smell really bad when you squish La- them. Japanese lady beetles. Yeah, those things yeah. are the worst. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to, like, just right out of the gate. I, I know personality counts, but mm-hmm. my past experience is telling me that Ledian is going to smell and taste terrible. So even though Incineroar is a hulking professional wrestling cat and will probably mm-hmm. be tough and grisly, uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. say Incineroar uh is is tastes better no i i uh i'll take it yeah and incinero would also be spicy yeah that's true so if you like spicy food uh i i can hang a little bit yeah yeah i um, mean you've been known to do a little spice a little spice a little hanging mm-hmm. little hanging <laughs> it's a little like it's me gary named bart and little hanging our, our new duo <laughs> um so the uh we we got a long road ahead of us but we'll get there. We'll figure, determine which of these Pokemon. Is this is a full sized tournament? Uh, I don't. I mean, I haven't quite decided yet. Um, <laughs> but I don't see why not. Oh, I yeah, suppose sure. we can take this into twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so, buckle up, everybody. Uh, Braden, what, what video are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to be talking about um, something that I'm kind of surprised we haven't done yet, which Very is much so, yeah. by the crash test dummies. These these crash test dummies. This is this is a quintessential '90s video. This is very '90s. Yes, I remember uh, specifically my sister being way into this. Mm. 
I I loved this song. Mm. Like to a degree that is unhealthy and I'm embarrassed about now. I like before going to school I would like listen to the radio mm-hmm. and just like the chance they might play it. Yeah. It yeah. was this and uh and, and Ten Thousand Maniacs. Uh the um what what's what was the Ten Thousand Maniacs song? Because like, the night? It wasn't their cover of Because the Night. That was from their unplugged album, oh, which I had at the time. And it wasn't it might have been Because of the Weather. No. Whatever their big hit was that was contemporaneous in the nineties. Those two songs I loved so much, and uh, I just I really wanted to, to have you know listen to them. And I and when this and I when I got CDs, I bought this uh, God Shuffled His Feet, yeah, this uh, Crash Test Dummies album, and me and all my little friends did, Zach and Austin and all those guys. Uh-huh. We all had this album and listened to it. And now I have no idea what kind of weird collective mania had overtaken like twelve <laughs> you know, year old me it is... to just go absolutely ape shit. Like this is the best thing in the world. Yeah, I you know listening to this song, I haven't listened to it in probably ten years. Yeah, uh, honestly. Mm. Um, so I was one. I I thought the song was way slower than it was. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I just in my head like the guy always saying like, "Cause the cars oh, crash so, so hard." hard. I, you know, but also. Mm musically it's very pretty like i think it's a very pretty song uh i just i think his voice is really weird i think anytime like the the full like last 45 seconds or so the song where it's just the oz yeah is extremely pretty Mm -hmm. um i think he's got a real weird voice and i think this guy is eminently hittable (laughs) as a dude and i abhor violence like uh he's got a beck fife and gesicht he does have a Beck Pfeifengesek. Is this a is this learn German one word at a time with Gutenbreiten? Yeah, exactly. Beck Pfeifengesek is a German word that means uh, a face that deserves punching. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And this has been learn German one word at a time with Gutenbreiten. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got one of those real bad. And this video it is on serious display. He there's he does that like a Jim Halpert smirk to the camera like more often than not. Yeah, yeah. He's he's mugging pretty hard. Hard he mugs hard. so hard. Yeah. Um and he's he is kind of an obnoxious dude. <laughs> I want to I want to get into it a little bit later, but yeah. doing the the research on this, I discovered some some some, some secrets of this Robert character. Would you go so far as to call him an obnoxious crash test dude? <laughs> he's a very obnoxious crash test dude, uh, which we will talk about in a little bit. Yeah, but we should spend a little bit of time on this video. Um, so th- this video is a classic uh, triptych kind of video. We get we get three situations. Here. Everyone has gone to this miserable ass school play where it just tells the students secrets. Well, that's the thing about this uh, this school play that's really bizarre to me uh, is that, uh, like, I you know I did a little acting in school. Oh well, <laughs> filtered uh, water, eating bugs, <laughs> <laughs> little acting, acting in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, the, we never had one, we never had a theater that was this nice. Nor did we ever have like an adult band. Um, <laughs> like it was always like the middle school orchestra you know, oh, or man. something like that. So, um, it just wasn't good. Um, and so this is probably a very, you know, a private fancy pants school would be my mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um, especially since it's, it's full of neurotic little shits <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, it's also private in a way that, uh, the crash test dummies are a semi-religious band. Mm-hmm. 
but the school couldn't be because the premise of this play is that being Pentecostal is somehow worse than getting into a car wreck. Yeah. I, yeah. like, I want to really kind of focus on that part of the yeah. video and the song because when we get there, because it's something that I find very confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's extremely, extremely weird. Uh, and it's, uh, it's undeniable that's what it is. Like, he even just said, like, they say, like, it's way worse. Yeah. Now, little trivia. During live performances of the song, mm. they would often change the third verse to be about a kid who had his tonsils taken out, and then the doctor threw them away so he couldn't take them to show and tell. Well, that's, and that's the kid who had it way worse? Yeah. <laughs> that's not way worse. It seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah. Like, like you know, I've had my tonsils out. Yeah. I can't describe how I would have reacted if the doctor handed them to me well, afterwards. Like, here you go. Yeah. I know that's a thing. Like, you can you can request to see them or, or you know, stuff like that. Like, uh, Kristen, when she had her gallbladder removed, she got to mm-hmm. see what it looked like. Uh, yeah. Because she wanted to know and she's into that stuff. And I'm like, no. Did they give her it to her in a, in a baggie to take home, though? Did they, like, uh, fold no, it to make an to aluminum foil swan and then she I think, just... I think they, like, incinerated it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, like medical waste. Yeah, like you do with medical waste. But I know you can take that stuff home. Like, sure. It, because it's, I guess, technically yours. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you definitely own it. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Uh, and that's, but that's, like that kid's dealing with like minor disappointment disappointment and the other kid's dealing with like physical trauma and bullying <laughs> yeah and yeah the, the, the two things like one kid who has gotten to a car wreck which is no you know nothing nothing to shake a stick at Mm-mm. and then a girl who is probably gonna self-harm because of a, a series of sherlock holmeses who don't like her yeah um we start out with the boy, and the production values on this play are actually very charming. They're great. Like, it's, yeah. it's so – it it's right on that line of being, like, an overdone thing that children could do if they had, like, months and months to put yeah. this thing together and, like, a huge budget. If they, if they were, like, um, uh, most deaf kids from Be Kind Rewind 2. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they could do this. The um, – the, uh, so the, the, there's a car accident that shows this. Um, the poor crossing guard. Yes. You know, who's going to live with a trauma for the rest of his life who caused this accident. Um, and the, the takeaway here is the kid gets into an accident. When he came back to school, his hair had gone from black into bright white. Yeah. Um, uh, but they put, they put that very adorable, like, halo of birds around his head when that's he's very in cute. a car accident. It's, yeah, I can see why most of the parents are charmed by this. That's pretty cute. The the leg that he has hanging out limply from the side of the car is less cute. Yes. That implies that all of his bones have been liquefied in this wreck. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh which is not not as charming. Mm-hmm. Um did you notice that in this band uh the main guy that Robert guy mm-hmm. has another guy to to his right who's like more or less a, or to his left it's like a stunt double for him? Yeah, yeah, he just isn't wearing the like gold shirt and black vest. Yeah, it's it's a blouse. So this guy only wears blouses. I just <laughs> so you know. You're right. I apologize. He's that kind of guy. This is this is an entire band band of NPR dads. Yeah, he probably plus plus a lady eats bugs and drinks filtered water too. <laughs> yeah, like you could tell, man. Like this that's this this guy's uh, this guy's whole steez. Yeah. Um, are we ready to move on to the second? Yeah, I think so. Um, kind kind of weirder, more abstract of these children. Yeah, and I think this one's really interesting because it has some kind of fourth wall breaking. Uh, elements. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Where we get to see behind what appears to be behind the stage as uh, the Sherlock Holmeses wrestle the girl who doesn't want her skin to be shown uh, out on the stage. Yeah, so in, in like, real life. Yeah. Like, she's not just playing a part. All these kids are playing themselves, and this ends up being important for the third act, actually. Yeah. Um, so, and when they're backstage, it says changing room. So that was the original set. And I just imagine them, whoever the director of this is, trying to spice it up by making it a graveyard from Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Like, and this definitely takes place in a graveyard. Yeah, I, I mean, this the whole play seems to take place in, like, the 19, like, 20s. Yeah, um, and she's she's wearing a cloak. They're in a graveyard. Yeah, things something spooky going down. <laughs> spooky is definitely going down. They all take take her out. She takes off her her little red riding hood, and they see that she's been bingo dabbed all over. <laughs> <laughs> not, like that's not even enough. It's like just full on like half dollar sized, huge, huge, huge blue Polka spots. Dots. Yep. And three girls dressed up as Sherlock Holmes with mustaches uh, all use magnifying glasses to inspect these birthmarks. Yeah. Uh, further. So but, she's she's had it pretty bad. Yeah. And she she can't explain it. They've always just been there. Like a birthmark. <laughs> so so far, what we dealt with as far as trauma yeah. is like a car wreck. Like these are going in ascending order of tragedy. Yeah, and this is where like it, I feel like it's we're gonna get into the third one, and it's like that one seems the most real to me, and the other yeah. two seem very fake. Like in the idea that that girl has giant blue birthmarks, like that's not real. Yeah, uh, and your hair turning white from a car crash, like I don't think your hair ever actually turns white. Yeah, I think that kid just yeah. has like a bunch of baby powder in his hair. Like it seems yeah. like on stage. <laughs> like it's... yeah, or or maybe it's that stuff from the um from a from a uh, airbag. Yeah, from a car, and he went right to school <laughs> from the accident. <laughs> what you a didn't trooper. stop to wash up. You still had the stuff. His hair. Yeah, he did. Um, he didn't want to get detention for being tardy. No, no, no. Um, before we get to the third one, they, they send the, the two important things happen here. Yeah. Uh, one's not important actually. Uh, some kids come out as mermaids and sing that there's a kid that has it worse. Well, it's, it's the boy and the girl are on a ship. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Being shipped off to another school where we don't accept freaks, you know, <laughs> where we accept, where we, they do accept freaks. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, 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 Thomas and Martha Wayne, <laughs> Show up to take a seat in the audience. Like the least caring versions of Thomas and Martha Wayne in any of the Batman fictions. Well, it's because they're gonna about to get brutally subtweeted. Yeah, it's true. Like this whole this whole video is this weird character assassination of these Pentecostal parents. Yeah, and that's where I find this very confusing is like this kid he's like, is he looking for his parents? Is he apologizing? Is he is he like I'm sorry they made me do this? I don't Yeah. I don't understand. I don't actually find our religion that weird. Yeah. He does. He's making eye contact and his parents look like straight up super disappointed in him. Yeah. Like there, there is intense psychology happening between this kid and, and the Waynes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the third kid who had it worse than everyone else, uh, every Sunday they'd go to their church where they would shake and lurch all over the church floor. Yeah. Church floor. Yeah. Um, and the kid kind of reluctantly lurches. The audience is going apeshit. They're all laughing because, like, hey, hey. <laughs> Lurching is funny. Yes. Well, it is, a, it is a good verb choice. It is. Robert. Um, and the, the kid looks over. The parents are like, 
God, you know, I can't believe this. They go show all the other parents. The parents are all smiling and happy, like, hey, birthmarks are funny. But the, the, the third kid's parents, like, never quite get into it. Yeah. They, like, reluctantly accept at best. But, you know, and again, this is this is just me maybe reading too much into it, but I'm confused with the, the curtain call that comes right after that where the kid is very happy with his performance and his work on the play. Like, he's bowing yeah. 85 times to the point where he gets hit by the curtain. Yeah, he he won't stop, you know. And the parents are they they reluctantly stand up. Everyone does a standing ovation. The parents don't even stand up in time for the kid to see it. Right. They do eventually kind of stand up and do some slow claps. Yeah. Um. The uh, so the kid, I I think that this might just be a a, a case of kids being shitty actors. <laughs> yes, that could be as well, and it, and that's part of where I'm like. Are they mad because that kid is in the spotlight? It's their kid, and he's doing a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't shake or lurch all over the church floor yeah. particularly well. Yeah, he did. he barely did it. He just stared into the audience like a real boob. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you just you gotta you gotta shake and lurch. Yeah, significantly better than that, I think. Yeah, you gotta lurch what your mama gave you. <laughs> That's what they say. You gotta lurch what your mama gave you. <laughs> The, uh, oh man. Now, before we get into that wiki gold, mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Oh yeah. Which Pokemon is tastiest? We got a bit of Snorlax, and we're gonna make some Big Macs. Gonna take a spinner rack, then we gonna add some flax seeds. The bell sprouted in my belly, etouffee with some togepi, aromatics with my stunky spoink. Rushes with my jelly, peanut butter with my Bonsley. My junior pate is my one wish for a gonzo walking sandwich. Served hot or tepid, ghastly full of lipids. We're gonna use science to determine which pokes are delicious nutrition dishes that fulfill your gourmand wishes. So sit back, have a drink, the wait will be with you shortly. We gotta snack them all, we gonna get so portly. Jigglypuff, Wigglytuff, Iggly Buffin Tops. Oh boy, what do we got here today, Gaz? Brayton, we're here to determine on this. We're still on the left side of the bracket, oh, yes. hope uh, so. which we <laughs> haven't haven't determined exactly how big it is yet. I'm working on that. Uh, which Pokemon is tastiest, Weavile or Heracross Mega? <laughs> Heracross Mega? Yeah. Oh boy! Uh, well, I'm gonna take a moment. I here. hope, I hope you like talking about eating bugs because it's probably gonna happen a lot <laughs> in this tournament, given how many bug Is type Heracross, Heracross, but specifically Mega. Mega. Okay, here we here we go. Oh boy, Hera, we go. Yeah, we are back into Beetle Beetle Town mm-hmm. and Weevil Town. Clever. Oh jeez, this is you know I'm not really expecting. I wasn't really expecting this. Now you got to think, oh boy, Mega, it does look kind of juicy and tasty. Uh, Heracross mm-hmm. Mega is is a beefy boy, mm-hmm. and I and I feel like those claws—they're very big. They could be like lobster claws, you know. There could be a lot of good meat in there. I guess I guess this is time for us to figure out once and for all: Do insects they contain meat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't got, actually know how an insect works. They got stuff in there. I assumed it was just like pulleys and levers and gears and yeah. shit. I, I don't really know. Like, but made out of bones? I didn't, I didn't really know what. Yeah. I did find out, this, made is, out of. this is pretty fascinating. Uh, people did these studies on, on caterpillars uh, where um, when a caterpillar went into the cocoon and it was in the chrysalis, they would 
um, they would put in this like smell, like this specific scent into like the container that had it, and then they would do something. They would send a mild electric shock into it. And okay, and caterpillars they like turned to goo basically inside the the chrysalis, and then they somehow become butterflies. And interesting, the butterflies uh, when presented with that smell would react as if they were going to get shocked. Uh, so, like, oh, they somehow, yeah. even though they're goo, they kind of remembered that. It's really fascinating. Yeah, memory goo. Yeah, memory goo, exactly. Uh, but that's not what's going on here. Here we have a kind of no. a beetle versus a weasel, more or less. Um, yeah, I don't exactly know what we have, we have Iola is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, it comes from a like, sneasel. <laughs> Also a delicious Pokemon. Yeah, which, you know, having a, a Sneasel, you're a dark ice Pokemon. I mean, is that like, mm. are you like chocolate ice cream? I mean, what? Mm. Yeah. What are we getting here? Let me let me look into a little bit of the Pokedex entry here. Yeah. It's extremely intelligent, and its sharp eyes see everything. Hmm. Yeah. Now, one of the things we're going to have to grapple with this time around is... Uh, getting rid of any kind of compunctions about eating sentient life. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have any problems with that. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure that we're on the same page there. Hey, I, we're going to play this game. We're playing it to the bone. Yeah, or to lawn, <laughs> gotta snack them all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, um, honestly, I, I feel like the Heracross Mega seems like a mm-hmm. juicy, meaty boy to me. Like, I think, I think you could roast that dude. There's got to be something inside those and claws, you could, you could and what it shit. is. Yeah. At the very least, like, yeah, he's got some lobster-like properties. And lobsters are very bug-like. We, you know, we're looking at this the wrong way, thinking bugs are not that much like food. But if, if lobsters are food and lobsters are bug-like, yeah. you know. So Heracross Mega. And it also would feed a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. He's quite big. He's 54 kilograms. That's, that's actually really, that's a delicious. <laughs> you know, I get, like, a, a huge platter and feed all your friends. Yeah, yeah. You that's know? the way to do it. It would be like a Monster Hunter food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Um yeah, excellent. So we, we figured that out. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the Crash Test Dude? Uh, I, I Yeah, we can definitely talk about Crash Test Dude. Um, Crash Test Dude is two things I actually found out. Mm-hmm. And th- this, uh, this kind of blows my mind. It's not only a live album uh, that uh, the main guy, Brad Roberts, mm-hmm. did uh, as a solo tour. It's also like a 45-minute long uh, documentary. Wow. Like, it, I mean, it's like I just kind of uh, it was a released. It's an album released along with a rockumentary film. <laughs> through these <laughs> rockumentary obviously means that it's uh, very serious. Yeah, <laughs> Wikipedia said it best. Um, the uh, where uh, you get to see him like hanging around. I I I couldn't watch it. I I tried watching it and I I couldn't stare at Brad Roberts long enough to do it. It's too obnoxious. <laughs> And he was walking around. He's just like, we got this guy to garden here. And you think he'd be like a garden. No, <laughs> you know, and he's just like laughing at all of his own jokes and just kind of like swirling around with his arms that's, out and stuff. Rough. Like it's excruciating. <laughs> it's really, really rough. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, but I did look at the track list mm-hmm. for this. Have you looked at this track list? Yeah. Yeah. You sent it to me a little while ago and I, there's like 25 tracks or 45 tracks on there. And most of them are speaking tracks, right? Yeah, there's lots of stage banter. Yeah, and they have terrible uh, names. Yes. 
so it begins. This is this is the one two three punch. You get the beginning of this. Uh, introductory remarks. It's about a minute and fifty seconds. That's about as long as I, I can I can imagine tolerating this. Then a cover of Johnny Cash's "Understand Your Man," mm-hmm. and then an aside regarding prostitution for a minute. Which you know already we're on track three, and I'm off. I'm out of. I'm not involved. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm already off I'm this ship. But we have. We're going to go through the journey here, just so people can imagine it. If, if here's here's the game. I want to play a game with the audience here. We're gonna we're gonna go through these different tracks. If by the end, if you you're still totally on board, uh, stop listening. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Stop here, listening. can I just jump in for just one second to talk about the yeah. wiki page itself? Yeah. I like how very amusingly this is typed out, where it's literally "Crash Test Dude: Colon Brad Roberts Live Singing Your Favorite Hits." Live singing, <laughs> He's live singing your favorite hits. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah. I, I, it's it's it, you know it's quite literally not live singing. <laughs> The um because that that that, uh, that implies like you know you know li- yeah like live uh live tweeting or something like that like it's happening at the time. Yeah. Um. So then we get uh we get a cover of Paul Westerberg's Androgynous, uh, you know a a replacement song. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to parte, which is actually by Brad Roberts. Like that is a crash test dummy song. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Uh. Oral sex is preferred by Mr. Roberts in order to compensate a customer for the high ticket price. Preferred. Preferred. Thank you. Um, not pref- it's probably preferred by Mr. Yeah. as well. Um, 35 seconds of just this asshole on stage just being like, you're complaining about the ticket price, I'll give you a blowjob. You know, or something right. like that. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, ugh. Ugh. No. No, 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 no. Dislike. Um, cocaine. Gary Davis cover. Mm-hmm. Gave yourself a hand uh, by himself. The theme song to Trident Gum. I, I'm uncertain if he sings that or just talks about the Trident Gum theme. <laughs> gum theme. <laughs> like... Pretty weird. Which I, I honestly I don't remember what that is. Do you? Like that nineteen nineties like double trident gum theme is like trident cleans your teeth. It's got less sugar. Like I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember at all. I just remember double mint as far as gum themes go. Yeah. Um, Duda Ron Ron, uh, which is an old Phil Spector mm-hmm. like sixties Wallace Allen cell song. A discussion of bowel difficulties during the performance. So like this guy's up here, yeah, talking about blowjobs and farting constantly, yeah. and just doing shitty covers this entire time. So he's talking about poop, and then he follows it up by singing a song about coffee. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the uh, a song uh, specifically about um, the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Um, this is this is the second single from that uh, God Shuffles Feet album. Okay. Keep in mind, this album I liked and had, yeah. uh, and I liked the song a lot. This also has a video that's real goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a poem, Scientific Management is right. He reads a poem. Uh, Keep a Lid on Things, another one of his songs. Mm-hmm. A hilariously derisive account of my heritage ensues as I banter on. Even more wittily, the scotch now coursing through my body as I experience an ever-increasing alcohol-induced euphoria. Now, yeah, he's changing changing uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like he goes to first person. Yes, it changes perspectives. Yeah. And he's doing this thing, like, we're making fun of this, and people who are huge, like, all of you Brad Roberts heads out there are going to be, like, you know, he's he's being being witty and, and self-effacing during this. And it's still gross, though. Yeah. And at the time this came out, everyone hated it. Like, the reviews are very, very negative mm. uh, for this. It is not uh, is not positive, like, well-liked thing. Um, it just it grosses me out. And then also, can you imagine, like, you really like the Crash Test Dummies, and you go, you go see this because you see the guys playing and this is what he does yeah 
you know? Just uh, close with Superman song, another big Crash Test Dummies hit. I'm not going to go through every track of track two, but this is where he does some uh, things that I hate, which is when, like, a white dude takes music that is, like, young lady pop or specifically what happens like, hip-hop songs and does an acoustic guitar cover of it. Oh, sure, like Baby One More Time. So he does, yeah, he does a Baby One More Time thing, which is, is that as bad as it could possibly be? No. You know, it's not, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not uh, taking something that's, like, actually very important. But it's like, you know, the, the who is it, like, Ryan Adams who covered that Taylor Swift album? Mm-hmm. The entire you know, and like album. I just find, the entire album. I find that very obnoxious. Yeah. Like, do you, do, are you on with me on that? Does that make sense, or do I sound like no? A crazy I'm with person? you, and it's it's specifically I think like back to Jonathan Colton doing like Baby Got Back, and like in an acoustic mm-hmm. cover, and then that like that basically opened the door for everyone to just be like, I can do acoustic hip hop covers, and then uh, like, and I'm like, no, please. First of all, Baby Got Back should not be a song anymore you hate ba- you it is the deacon of songs it's the deacon of songs i feel like yeah, that, you song hate that needs song. to go on moratorium for like 30 years like no one should ever <laughs> see it or hear it or listen to it and it's just because i don't want it to be the future of like mankind <laughs> i don't want that yeah. song to be sent into space for aliens at some point yeah yeah i uh i don't hate that song nearly as much as you do i it's probably like 12 12 micro deacons yeah. worth of heat but uh hate but I also don't like it, and I don't like that Jonathan Colton cover of it either. Like I don't, I don't mind Jonathan Colton. I'm like mm-hmm. a Jonathan Colton hater, but I just, I hate that kind of, like cheap irony, yeah. you know. And I was, I was in like a like a white dude rap band, like which I think has some funny jokes in it, but it's still, I think we truck too much in the like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if these dorks did something that dorks don't usually yeah, do? Yeah, you know that that's not best practices. I think that's I've grown to find that much grosser than I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he does that and he does, he does, a another, he does a poem about circumcision. Um, the, uh, my reputation in the politically correct press as the crash test drunkard. So he's railing against the politically correct press. Well, always a good, good sign. Always a great sign. Like I came, I, I, you know, when we did, uh, uh, Scatman and I came out of it with a new hero, yeah. I came out of this with a new villain. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it was not uh, was not expecting that. No. Um, we've learned a lot today. Oh, you do this now because I did the intro. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, we're not quite there yet, Gary. Oh, shit. because I wanted okay. to Sorry. do a little teenage dirtbag book report and uh, oh, tell you about. Yeah. Uh, this is the first video that we've done on on the recorded version of the show where we really where there was a significant Weird Al parody. Of, of it. I, we we discussed this and I, I dropped it's the ball completely. Okay, because I apologize. I picked it back up. Uh, yeah. Good team. <laughs> so um, so the parody is uh, as you know is the uh, headline news is the song uh, that Weird Al does, uh, which is it covers the three major stories at the time, which was uh, the kid that got uh, hit in the butt in Singapore for spray painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya Harding, which is suddenly back to being uh, like in vogue, <laughs> yep. uh, the Tanya Harding story, and the John Wayne and uh, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt story. Inexplicitly, like inexplicably, like thirty percent of this has aged well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like. I think Weird Al is kind of timeless, but this is maybe him at his least timeless. Yeah, this is a, like a, there's a couple songs that are very like this is the specific time period thing, but. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it, too, because, like, this song was, like, a one-hit wonder, um, mm-hmm. and he usually has 
a pretty good eye for avoiding those but yeah but uh in this case the video itself is like a kind of a direct parody it is doing a stage play of those three scenes um and then weird al basically just making fun of brian roberts is what is his first name uh, brad roberts brad roberts mugging like he just does the exact same thing like I, I I have it on the background now and it's pretty great. <laughs> um, Brad Roberts, my my boy and yours, yeah. uh, actually really like this. He's quoted as to say, uh, "People assume that I'm annoyed, but when Yankovic does a parody of you, you know you've made it." He later praised the way Yankovic interacted with the artist he parodies, noting that Weird Al goes the whole route and cultivates a relationship. Plus, he gets half the earnings, and that helps me make money. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine that that probably sustained him for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's not like Brad Robert, you know, the, the, even, even weird Al, like everyone was putting their money on this horse, man. Yeah. You know, kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, vi- video is, is of this is pretty funny and we're both weird Al fans. We are for sure. And why wouldn't yeah. you be? Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's great. He's a real cutie. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so Gary, we've learned a lot today. Oh yeah. We, have. we learned about, uh, circumcision. <laughs> 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 in both in the the uh, Lorena Bobby yeah. way and in the uh, the the Brad Roberts crash test dude way yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really kind of like it's interesting uh, for me personally like in this news cycle that we currently live in which is so bananas like to think back and there's like oh those were the three top stories of that entire like probably year can you yeah wow that I didn't even think about that but that is such a different world where like that was the story as opposed to like alt right nightmares, murder people with cars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, or anything else that's been happening. Uh, that's incredible. That's so quaint. White lady calls cops on every single black person. He, she, or since she ever sees yeah. in her life uh-huh. because, uh, because Infowars told her to, right. you know, God, that I, like, I, I am very resistant to like things used to be better, but like <laughs> at the very least, like we knew it less. was at least, uh, it seemed more innocent in a, in a way. Yeah. Uh, not that like those things that happened weren't bad like no no there's the scale is different though exactly like one knee or one penis or one butt is a very different scale than like you know what what difference can a butt make yeah what okay (laughs) so gary in addition to learning all those things um oh i'm sorry uh (laughs) That's it. That's all we've learned. We also learned about yeah. what Pokemon taste uh, tastes better than others, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually we'll find out which Pokemon tastes the best. Uh, but Gary, we end every episode with a poem about an onion. Is that not true? That is indeed and true. And specifically, every episode ends with you reading a poem about an onion. Gary, do you have a poem about an onion? I do. Oh, great. Um, and this uh, this poem is dedicated to my cat, uh, who I, who died. Um, it's not going to be that sad. Oh, geez, well. don't, uh, don't be. I mean, it's, it's like, it's going to be a little sad, but don't, not, it's not a, you know, could be sadder. Okay. <clears throat> it doesn't have a title though, still. Okay. So I'm just keeping it on brand. Hail. <laughs> and in the hours and days and weeks that followed, the walls of our little home were made of onions and I kept sanding them down and shearing them off, but there were always more onions and there were always more tears. And then when I went to my favorite restaurant, the sidewalk was made of scallions I ran and I skipped and I jogged, but I slipped. I fell first in the onion and there were more tears. And then when I went outside to scream, I took a deep breath and the air was made of leeks. I choked at them. They lodged in my throat, which was made of onions. I choked and I cried. I laid down and died. 
and yet there were still more tears. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks. Um, if you like this show, yeah. you can uh, write us a review on iTunes. You can. You could also check out our Patreon page. Oh, baby. I love it when people check out that Patreon page. You could tell your friends to check it out, too. You definitely can. Uh, that's patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You can also go to uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash store uh, and very soon to www.powerworlds.com and order my second book. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Book number two. I'm really looking forward to reading it. I haven't uh, done it. I know you sent me like a uh, re- read this proofread this copy a long time ago and I never got around to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's quite, it's quite all right. Uh, there, there are a bunch of Brayton specific errors, mostly in that I spell your name wrong oh, over and no. over and over. <laughs> Brayden. Um, the, uh, no, I'm going to bring a co- your copy, uh, your stuff to game cool. night. So I have it all on my bed. I just got it today. Nice. And uh, everything, everything was real good. And I'm just waiting to flip through it and find the the air and proofreading that I made that makes me want to feel like a big fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah, like when uh, page 37 actually shows up on page 42. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be page numbering or something that I fucked up because uh, I'm uh, not super good at this. I was thinking about it. I was walking down the street today and I was thinking this sounds like it, it's real down on myself. And I'm not actually that down on myself. But uh, I do a lot of things, but I don't think I do any in particular thing that great. Like there's, there's kind of like a level of like a, a B-level polymath. It's like thing. a jack of all trades sort of a thing. Yeah, but I maybe mean, not Jack. Like maybe not quite to Jack level. Like like a ten, like a ten of all trades or a nine of all okay. trades. Like I can't, sure. I can't quite get to the Jack level. Okay. You know, I'm not bad at it, but just like a lot of a lot of little things I can do kind of okay. Yeah, well, I can't imagine so. that. Like especially when we're talking about editing a book or something like that, there has to be like a level of fatigue that sits in where it's just like. I've looked oh at this God, page it, a thousand times. If I have to look at it again, I'm going to punch myself in the face. That, that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm not an idiot. I, it's not like I can't I can't see a misspelling or run a spell check. Yeah. It's when you just do it so many times and you just read the words and they, they cease to have, like, a meaning. Right. And the, the – I mean, this, this is – what a weird show for this for me to say this. But the, uh, the that's what makes the prospect – like, I wanted I want to do the series more, but I'm getting to realize that I need to pay people to do some of that mm-hmm. stuff because it's a uh, – I'm not good at it, and it's taking up tons of mental energy and and stress. And the I don't like after all of the costs, like I didn't make very much money from the book. Like I'll make some selling it, but like it was expensive to put out. Like I just you know paid like a huge distribution fee and a huge shipping fee and all this stuff. So like the uh, art's expensive, things like that. Mm -hmm. So the uh, it kind of puts me in an awkward spot if I decide to do another one. Um. But I, I think next time, I think the idea is I would love to just, like, offhand that stuff, even if it made, meant making less money. Like, it would still be maybe worth mm-hmm. it to make that stuff done better and just, uh, you know, not have to go through the uh, the trials and tribulations. Yeah. You know, Gary, we made it through almost the entire episode. We didn't once, once talk about the incredible Crash Dummies cartoon and toy line. <laughs> the uh, – I – I've – there's a there's an abject suffering about that where I got out all my material. But if you have any any input, no, on those no, guys, I just please lay it on me to bring up that they were the TV show was still airing when this song became big. Oh yeah, like I wonder if there are any clever nods. Mm. Like all, all you know, my favorite characters from the Crash Test Dummies cartoon. I had those action figures. I, I had them quite, quite a few. Bit, I, I know I had one of them that was like a like a workshop set, and it had like a claw, and you could pick up the dudes and like put them on a table. Mm-hmm. But that's all I remember. Uh, yeah, and you had the button that you pressed, and they exploded. Those are good yeah, toys. They were fun. Good toys. Um, so, until next yes. time, in 2017, we vow to have a better sign-off. <laughs>